Welcome to the Becoming Priority Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Woodard, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Here at Becoming Priority, I believe that we have to be intentional about making time for ourselves. Whether you need to carve out space for your spiritual, mental, or physical health, you are in the right place. Life is busy. Responsibilities are overwhelming. Sometimes, no matter how hard we try to make time for the things that are important, we forget to add ourselves to that list. It's a constant struggle, but I'm here to tell you that you deserve to put yourself first. And I'm here to encourage, inspire, and support you in becoming priority in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Becoming Priority Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'm so glad you joined me today. On last episode, we talked about journaling, and on today's episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about some things that have been on my mind and on my heart, and it kind of ties into journaling because it's some things that have just been processed using journaling. So journaling is a great way, like I said in the last episode, to just process some things and to really use it for a stress reliever. Some things that I've been unpacking and dealing with with journaling recently is determining what happiness is. So if you're like me and many people... Maybe you think that happiness is a place that you end up. Or maybe you think that happiness is a destination or somewhere that you end up at a certain age. Maybe it's not necessarily the destination or a place that you arrive to, but maybe it's an age that you arrive to. That it's somewhere that you get to as you get older or you get to a certain place in life. But the more and more that I think about it and the more and more that I'm living it, I've determined that happiness is not necessarily a place that we arrive. And it's not actually even about the journey to where we're headed. It's not something that magically happens when we get to a certain place. And it's not something that happens along the way either. And I'm determining more and more that I think that happiness happens when we sit exactly where we are. And we choose exactly what we're living in the moment. And we choose what we hold on to in the exact time and space that we are currently in. I think that maybe it happens when we mold our framework in our mind and in our current life to the happiness that is currently in our life. And we stop looking for it in a time and a space that we haven't arrived in yet. So I kind of want to talk to you about that. This episode is going to be a little bit different because it's not really something that is an action-based podcast. It's more of a thought-provoking podcast and maybe it is action-based because maybe this is something that you need to take the time to journal about. 
I think that one of the things that we need to think about when we're thinking about happiness, and one of the things that we need to let go of is obviously that the belief of happiness being somewhere else. So letting go of the belief that we're supposed to be somewhere else. I think you have to believe that there is nowhere that you're meant to be more than where you are right in this second. I think you have to create a faith or a foundation around the idea that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and that you're not meant to be somewhere else. Now, I'm not saying that you're not meant to move somewhere else. And I'm not saying that you're not supposed to change jobs or you're not supposed to move to another state or you're not supposed to move to another town or another house. But when you're supposed to move and you're supposed to change jobs and you're not supposed to be where you're currently at anymore, you'll find yourself somewhere else. I think the problem with always believing that your happiness is somewhere else is that you'll tend to always believe that when you stop renting a house and you buy a house, you'll be happy. Or when you stop living in your hometown that you grew up in and you move to a big city, you're going to be happy. Or when you get out of the town that you grew up in because the crime is so much and you move to a bigger city or you move to another city that you're going to be happy. But let's be real. We live in a broken world with lots of evil. And just because you move to another city or another town does not mean that you're not going to live in another city or another town with crime. It's everywhere you go. And the thought of this all comes up because I've recently been talking to a friend that is struggling with the decision to move. And their main driving factor is that the town that we live in has become so filled with crime. And I say we, I live in a different town than them. But the town that they are living in, which is not far from us, has become filled with crime and there's a lot of drugs and just different things that she's not used to. It wasn't always that way. So she's seeking something different and she thinks she'll be happy when she moves there. But the area that they're looking at moving is a much bigger town. And in my mind, all I can think is... If you think that there's not going to be crime in a much bigger city, surely you're not thinking very clearly. So I just want us to stop thinking that our happiness is in another town or another home or another job or another place. Surely we can be happy exactly where we're at. It's a mindset thing. Isn't our happiness... Shouldn't we be happy no matter where we are? I think we have to be very careful about always seeking happiness somewhere else. Yes, I think when we're called somewhere else, we're going to be happy there. But I think it's dangerous when you are stuck in the grass is always greener syndrome and you're looking at somebody else's spouse and you're looking at somebody else's family and you're looking at somebody else's house and you're looking at somebody else's town and you're looking at somebody else's job or their career or their business 
or you're looking at their Instagram feed and you're wanting their life. I think it's very dangerous to sit around and think that that is what you want and that your happiness lies in those things. Because your happiness is right in front of your face. You're just choosing to want the things on the other side of the fence or in that person's wife or husband or in their children or in their job and you have things in your own life that somebody else is wishing they had and you're choosing to not be happy with them. You once prayed for the things that are under the roof of your house and yet you're now unhappy with them and you're choosing to want the things under somebody else's roof. And so I think we have to be very careful about believing that our happiness is down the road somewhere else. And I think we all get caught up in this cycle of just thinking that if I can just get, if I can just finish high school, if I can just get the next job, if I can just get that promotion, if I can just get that house, we all get in this cycle if I can just get married, if I can just have a baby, if we can just have another kid, if we can just get this, and then we find ourselves just wanting something else. And we're never content and we're never happy with what we have. And so I just think that we need to stop searching for happiness somewhere else and start looking for the happiness that's right in front of our face. And another thing that I think that we need to start really looking at to truly be happy is really start evaluating the energy and the people that make our thoughts and our spirit feel negative and heavy. And we need to be willing to let those people go. The energy from cranky people in our circle, anything heavy on the news, we need to let negativity flow through us and leave and not get stuck on us because when we take the negative energy and the negative thoughts and we hold on to them, then we take those negative energy and thoughts and we put those on the people around us. So you have to be very conservative with who you allow access to your mind and your body and your spirit. If you notice that the people that you are hanging out with are always negative and criticizing and they're draining you emotionally and spiritually, you need to remove them from your life and you need to spend as little time as possible with them. And if they don't understand why you stop having conversations with them and you stop spending time with them, it's a boundary that you've set in place for your own personal self-care and for your own happiness. And at some point in your life, you have to choose your own happiness and your family's happiness over their happiness. Because the negativity and the negative energy that they're putting on you and the heaviness that you're leaving them with you're projecting on the people around you and it's affecting your relationships with them whether you see it or not. Sometimes that's what's holding us back from being happy. 
the next thing that, that makes me think about is that not everyone is meant to be in your circle. You have to let go of the desire to have common ground with everyone. You really aren't supposed to thoroughly like everyone you meet. And not everyone is supposed to like you either. And you do not have to be beat yourself up and be hard on yourself or take it personally when you don't have something in common with somebody and they don't like you or you can't make yourself like them and everybody else likes them. It's okay. It's okay to not get along with everybody. And I'm not meaning that you're fighting or arguing. I'm just meaning that you just really don't have something in common with this person and everybody else seems to get along with them and you really want to hang out with them, but you have nothing common with them and you just cannot bring them into your close circle and you don't know why and you really want to and you think y'all would mesh well and all of your friends seem to hang out with them, but there's just something, you just don't have nothing in common with them. It's okay. Stop trying to force it. Stop stressing over it. Let it go. It's not worth stressing over. Move on. Let those people go. You're not supposed to like everyone and everyone's not supposed to like you. It doesn't mean you hate them. It doesn't mean they hate you. You're just not each other's cup of tea. They're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. You're going to be nice to each other in passing. You're going to mutually have the same friend. Jack is going to be your friend. Jack is going to be their friend. But you and them are not going to be friends. And that's fine. Everybody's still going to be happy. But pretending to be friends with this person just because you think that you need to be friends with them because Jack's friends with both you and them. No, you don't need to do that anymore. We spend way too much time trying to be friends with everybody because we think we're supposed to. And we're not supposed to, y'all. We don't have to. We can love them and support them and do good towards them because God asks us to and because that's what good Christians do. But we don't have to fit everybody into our circle, our close circle, to be happy. We can still be good people and not have everybody in our close circle. So let go of that thought. I think a lot of times we think that we have to have everybody in our close circle because we have a fear of rejection and a fear of being alone. Another thing that I think that keeps us from being happy, and I am 100% guilty of this, and that's why I'm talking about it, because I really have been journaling a lot on this, is we have to let go of our idea that we have to know everything. Now, we might know what's best, especially for ourselves, or we might think that we do. But we have to open ourselves up to the idea that there are some things that you actually might not know. And there will always be things that you think you know until you know better. Now, obviously, we know that God is in control and he knows all things. But I'm talking human being knowledge here. And there are always things that we think we know And we know what's best for ourselves until we actually know better. We do have to let go of the idea that we know everything. Because we don't. We don't always know everything. 
And sometimes what we think is going to make us happy or what we think is keeping us from being happy, it's really not. And so one of the things that is beneficial with journaling is really continually asking yourself why. Why is this going to make me happy? Why is this not going to make me happy? What is the worst that could happen? What is the best thing that could happen? How is it going to feel if this happens? How is it going to feel if this doesn't happen? Those why questions over and over again and over and over again until you have really just broken it down to the best case scenario and worst case scenario, no matter what. Play out every scenario possible in your mind and write out how you would feel about it. And be okay with not knowing everything. Because even though you've played out every scenario in your mind and in your journal, you're still not going to know everything. And you need to be okay with not knowing everything. And once you're okay with not knowing everything, you truly will be happier. You've worked out every scenario. You know every possible good and every possible bad scenario. You're okay with any of those options. And you're okay knowing that you don't know which way it's going to play out. And you're okay not knowing everything about the situation. And sometimes not knowing everything and being okay with not knowing everything truly can bring you happiness. Along with that is you've got to release the control. Control feels good because it feels safe. But it also sucks the freedom and life out of us. And if you're intentional with the things that you need to be in charge of, it feels good to be in control. So when you've got a project to work on for work or when you're in charge of something for your kids or you're making stuff happen with um, a project that you're working on at church or a school project that you're working on, it feels good to be in control. It feels good to be intentional and to make things happen and to make a customer happy or to see the kids program turn out well. The reality is not everything can fit on your plate and still be manageable for you to carry no matter what. So we have to let go of control. Some control feels good because it feels safe, but we have to let go of control of everything. For me, I have zero control over Donald's health. I have zero control over my kids' futures. I have zero control over what the economy does. So none of that can bring me happiness. I have no control over the amount of happiness that any of those things bring me. What do I have control over? I have control over the things that I choose to do as far as self-care goes every single day. And that makes me feel good. I get to control how I spend the first hour of my day. I get to control how I spend the last hour of my day. And I get to control what I choose to spend intentional time on at certain points in my day. I get to control who I spend my day with. I get to control how I spend my time with my son whenever he comes home from work. I get to control how I spend my time and energy with Nate, with school, and with his free time. And I get to control how I spend time with Donald after he gets off work. I don't always choose that time very wisely. If I'm going to make the most of my happiness and their happiness, 
I need to choose to control how that time is spent. And if we're going to be the happiest that we can be, then we need to be intentionally choosing to control the environment in our home and make sure that it is a clutter-free, fairly organized, smooth-running home so that people feel safe and calm when they come home and so that we don't feel pressure and anxiety and stress when we're in the space together. So those are things that I can control to bring more happiness to our family environment. So there's lots of things out of our control, but there are things that we can control to bring happiness into our lives. And the other things that I've been thinking about that I think take away from our happiness is obviously the pressure to do more. I am proud of my business that I run. I have worked very hard for 21 years now, y'all. 21 years, literally this month, that I've been running this business from my backyard. And I am very proud of that. It is not something that I take lightly. There's not very many people that can say they have done what I have done from my backyard, teaching myself before YouTube and everything else. I am self-taught doing what I do with my embroidery business. I started it and ran it long before anyone else was teaching on YouTube and I bought my machine and had very little training and I've built it to what it is today. And I have lived through the pressure of doing more. I constantly have the pressure of doing more. Let's build more. Let's build more. When I hit my first $50,000 a year, I had the pressure of doing more. When I hit my $75,000 a year, I had pressure of doing more. When I hit my first six-figure year, I had the pressure of doing more. There is always, always a pressure to do more. I am proud of the dreams that I have, but I've learned to find peace in knowing that what I'm doing now is more than enough. And I've drastically cut back on what I do. I'm learning to be content with knowing what I can and can't take on. We have busy seasons. I know when those run for this business. I know back to school's busy. I know end of the year is busy. We know when our busy seasons are as far as my embroidery business goes. And that is a family business that I run. My mom and my sister work for me. Um, they depend on that income from that business. It's not something that I can just cut off. It supports my mother since my stepdad has passed away. And so I do feel the pressure of making sure that that runs and it runs well. But I think we all have to learn to let go of the pressure to always do more. And we have to learn to simultaneously find ease in knowing that what we're doing right now is more than enough. I think we find happiness in knowing that what we're doing is enough. Yes, we can always make more money. Yes, we can always do more. We can put our kids in more sports. We can enroll our kids in more programs. We can participate in more church programs. We can volunteer for more things. But if we're going to do, not do, if we're going to find happiness in our lives, we have to let go of the pressure to always do more. We will never find happiness searching for more. Never. 
If we're always striving for more, we're never going to find happiness striving for more. And the last little idea that I want to talk about is that we have to let go of the idea that we have to feel happy all the time in order to actually be happy. Because for a long time, I thought that I had to feel happy all the time to actually be happy. And that is not how it works at all. I know now that you can still be happy and feel grief. I can be very happy and be grieving and feel insecure and feel lonely or angry and any other emotion. So I just want to encourage you to let go of the idea that you have to feel joy all the time in order to be happy. Because you can be happy and still feel a thousand other things at the same time. So happiness is not a feeling that you feel all the time. So let go of the idea of that. So like I said, this episode was a little bit different. But just some thoughts that I had on happiness that I had been uncovering through journaling and I just wanted to share those with y'all and I hope that it challenges you to just really think about what happiness is and how to find it because it's right in front of you exactly where you are with the people right around you. So I hope that this episode was a good reminder for you. I hope that you will look around at the people around you and the space that you are in exactly where you sit And I hope that it reminds you that you have happiness inside of you with the people right around you exactly where you are right now. And I hope that you stop striving and looking and reaching and searching for happiness in places that you shouldn't be searching for it in. Because yes, there is happiness in other places and your life may be taking you in different paths on different places and you may have new people coming into your life and you may be on a whole new journey out of the area that you're in and you will take happiness with you but I just want to remind you that happiness is exactly where you are and it always has been and it always will be you just have to make up your mind to find it exactly where you are so I hope that you have a great day I hope that you see the happiness that's inside of you and all around you. And I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Hey friends, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you were encouraged and reminded that when you take time for yourself to focus on your spiritual, mental, or physical health, it is not selfish. It really does allow you to show up better for others without losing who you were created to be in the process. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on Instagram and tag me at Becoming Priority. I would love to hear your takeaways. You can also leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really does help to get the word out and build this community, and it means a lot to me. Until next time, make sure you're taking the steps needed and carving out space for yourself because you matter and you deserve it.